podcast world what's up chad belling back at you another episode of this life ain't for everybody podcast we're coming at you still from music city america nashville usa the national wild turkey federation convention held at the gaylord opryland resort this thing is like the most confusing place on earth to me i walk around and everybody's like you got to go to the cascades you got to go to the esplanade you got to go to the magnolia and i'm like boom boom it's just like it's impossible to find it's amazing here unbelievable resort unbelievable hospitality the food the music you heard mr barrett hobbs talking on the last episode of this podcast this life ain't for everybody the name of this podcast came out of the city of nashville at a local establishment here because a lot of the musicians coming up in the honky tonks have always lived by that that mantra, that mentality, that ideology that it's really tough to make it in the country music business, staying up late, writing songs, drinking beer. It's not for everybody, but that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about all of the different walks of life that are making up our existence, our communities, our country, our great nation of the United States of America. And we are very humbled to be able to sit down with the guests that, that give us their time and afford us the opportunity to pick their brains and hear their story. And today's guest is no different. We deal a lot in this industry with photography and videography and marketing and social media and the things it takes to launch brands, nurture brands, mature brands, get them to their adolescent stage, start to sell to that end consumer. And one of the biggest components of that is photography. And today's guest is Bill Conway. He is a very established and experienced outdoor photographer that works with several of the brands that you see us associate with, as well as many others, Realtree being one, Banded being another. He'll talk to us more about his exploits and his achievements in photography. And he's going to be explaining this to a man, myself, that owns a production company, but literally doesn't know how to turn a camera on. So I want everybody to be forewarned that I'm going to be asking a lot of questions and talking a lot today in learning how Bill gets these freaking pieces of art that he has in his portfolio. Bill Conway, welcome. Thanks for having me, Chad. Where are you from, Bill? We live just outside of Chicago, northwest Indiana. Indiana? Are you a Notre Dame fan? Uh, not necessarily. I never understood the, uh, the the college craze. We've got the Chicago Bears, so I'm a Bears fan. Duh, Bears. Um, the best Bears skit was got to be Saturday Night Live, right? Chris Farley and uh, George Went. And- Duh, Bears. Duh, Coach. Duh, Coach. <laughs> and, I mean, that was just like somebody else today was referring to another Chris Farley skit, the one where Oh, man, it's the one where he's, like, telling the other guy to touch it. It's so hot, you got to touch it. I don't know if you're a big Saturday Night Live fan, but Chris Farley, that was, like, the heyday for me to watch. It was him and Sandler and David Spade. Yeah, I think I missed Rock. that. Did you? Chris Chris Farley was hilarious. You're a bona fide camera nerd. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I've been a photographer for the better part of my life. I started probably at... 19, 20 years old working in a newspaper in Chicago and spent 25, 25 years at the newspaper and left there and started out in the outdoor industry after that. So I've been doing it on my own now for about 12 years, 13 years. Let's get this out of the way before we go any further. Does it piss you off when you hear people way younger than me say, I can take the best pictures in the world with my iPhone? Man, I, I use the iPhone too, but you get over it. But you got to admit, a lot of pictures are floating around America now because of these phones. Oh, no doubt. There's there's a cameraman on every corner. Do you do you look at it like, hey, man, what about all my training? What about all my expertise? Is it hard to compete when the content is free-flowing as it is now? 
I don't think it's that so much. I mean, you, you to consistently come up with images on a regular basis that are publishable and, and sell the product you're working with is different from just being able to take a picture now and again, whether it's with a camera, a DSLR, or an iPhone, or whatever you got. What kind of publication are you talking about? Where, where can we find some of Bill Conway's photography? Uh, nowadays, you can see most of the effectiveness ads for Realtree are mine. Uh, a lot of their lifestyle, some of their fishing stuff. Uh, some of my stuff's on Traeger. I do some stuff with Traeger as well. Uh, Banded, Bagheera, uh, CVA, Browning Trail Cameras. Mainly outdoor companies? Primarily outdoor companies. Why? Yeah. It's sort of my niche, it, and it's it's you kind of can kind of branch from one um, one product to the next. You know, working doing the waterfowl stuff, the Max Five and the timber for Realtree helps me do stuff with Bandit, and vice versa. Was it your niche when you were working for the newspaper at 20 years old? When I left high school, I went straight out to California and went to work for a company and went to school for a company to be a commercial diver, doing underwater welding and mag particle testing. Wasn't out there about a year, had an accident, thought it was crazy, and came back here to the Midwest. And I'd always been a fisherman. And through some, uh, a, a couple of odd occurrences, I ended up writing for a small magazine, hunting and fishing columns. And the newspaper allowed me to add pictures to it and paid me another 15 bucks. And um, it just worked out. And I found the, uh, the photography became more profitable than the, the writing. And um, so it just stemmed from that. So when you're, when you're, are you a self-proclaimed photographer? Are you educated in photography? Do you have to be educated in photography to become a photographer? Because I know there are courses offered in institutions and college campuses all over the country. Do you have to be educated in it to be proficient with it? I think it helps. I mean, I had, after uh, I started at the newspaper, I had one night of continuing education classes in photography, one, one night, and they changed the schedule at the newspaper and I couldn't go to class anymore. So my entire official education was one class of night school. Really? Yeah. And you've been a, you've made your, your livelihood in photography since you were 20. Yeah. Is it fair to say that it's been over 20 years? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's been... Why? Because of a fascination with the camera or just because of that newspaper saying you could provide your own photography and, and it, it was cool to you to go get photography to accompany your writing? Yeah, I mean, that was part of it. That's how it started. And then I found myself, you know, rather than shooting pictures of a guy catching bluegill in the morning or trolling out on Lake Michigan, I could go to, and run over to a fire and get some fire pictures and get 15 bucks a pop for those or a car crash. So it... it it, it left the, the realm of the outdoors to start shooting the new stuff. And the, the job went from the writing the column twice a week to stringing, which is by the assignment work, to part-time to full-time, and I never bothered to get a real job. And uh, about 25 years later, I finally left the newspaper. So we were owned by, the Daily Kelly Met was started by some general from the Civil War. That was the first newspaper. And it was the oldest daily newspaper in the country. We got bought by um, a newspaper out of St. Louis, which can't think of the name of it, but it was a major newspaper company. And our last newspaper was the Sun-Times. And this is, this is all happening for 25 years. You're going to the same office 
but you you would leave the cubicle and you would go out and you would be out searching for the for the photo. Yeah. You were you were you were finding the article. You were finding something that you could write on that would be interesting to the reader. When when I was working, uh, once I started doing the photography, it was strictly photography. I'd left the writing behind. Left the writing behind. Yeah. So did you enjoy being a writer? It was okay. I mean, at the time, it was a way to put a little extra money in my pocket and to, to help with my addiction of fishing out on Lake Michigan. Did you did you take a lot of pride in what you wrote, or was it just kind of like, get it out there and it's fine? My stuff was, no, I guess I took pride in it. I mean, my stuff was mostly how-to stuff. And, um, I mean, back in the day, even in the 80s, early 80s, trolling wasn't the science that it is today. And... Uh, we did a lot of things that were unusual, different techniques and, and stuff like that, that people hadn't heard of. And I mean, now it's it's pretty commonplace or old hat, but back in the day, it was it was cool stuff. It was you know, cutting edge stuff. How how do you compare that to what you do now? Is it completely different? Have you had to evolve with the times and in equipment and the shots that people are expecting? Yeah, it's changed a bit. I mean, we've, we've gone from film to, to digital, of course. And uh, we used to hand tank film. We'd, we'd develop film by hand, and then we'd print pictures on an enlarger and stuff. And that's how you turned your work in each afternoon. And one day we came in, and everything was normal. We came back in the afternoon with all our stuff shot, and the darkroom was gone. It was, it was actually torn down, and there was what we found out was a computer sitting on a desk. And they're like, when you figure out how to use it and get your pictures in that computer, you can go home. So that was our education in digital photography. And then eventually we switched to digital cameras as well. And um, the rest is history. So where do, you find, where do you find your niche now? Is it being able to master the equipment that you use? I mean, it, it's, it, people, a camera is not something that you just pick up and take a picture and there it is. I mean... There's so much that goes into the art of photography. Do you consider yourself an expert in photography now to where you you can dial in that camera? I don't know if you use a Canon. I don't know what your choice. What do you use? I use an Nikon. Use an Nikon. Yeah. Is, there, is that because the glass is better? Or is that because <laughs> the actual machine's better? When I left the newspaper, we were using Nikons. And I didn't. when I left, I didn't want to learn another camera system. So it was easier just to stick with the Nikons and keep going with them. So is, is, it, is the body more important or is the glass? Oh, the glass. I think the glass. Do you use all Nikon lenses, too? I have one Sigma lens, one of their art lenses, which is a 35 1.4, which is a pretty cool lens. What is that? What would that be used for? Uh, super thin depth of field. What do you mean by thin? Um, minimal depth of field where your eyelashes are in focus and the pupil of your eye might be out of focus. It, it brings all the attention to one plane. One single plane. So give me a setting in the outdoor industry where that would be utilized. <laughs> um, when you have some small item, small product that you want to highlight and not lose among trees and bodies and weapons and everything else. And it, that focus is such that that's the only thing in focus, so it automatically draws your eye into it. And that is used to, when you say draw your eye into it, you're talking about the potential consumer. The potential consumer, yeah, the viewer of the final image. You want them to go right to that. Yes. And that's your job as a photographer. When they hire you, I call you and say, Bill, I'd like to hire you. I have I have this new 
this new lens on my sunglass or I have this new badge that I want to put on my hat that, that, that I think people will really dig because it's going to keep fleas off of them during turkey season. You say I can do that because I have the equipment to do it and I understand exactly what you need. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I might not know exactly what you're thinking, but I can come up with enough ways to shoot that, that even if it's not what you were originally thinking, you might find one that you like. Okay, I come at you and I say, Bill, I got this badass new duck call company. It's called Jargon. I'm really proud of it. We have a new call called Chit Chat. We want to sell these calls, but we don't just want to sell them because they sound great. We want people to be into the brand. We want them to become infatuated with the brand through our marketing, through our sales, through our advertising, through our digital ads, through our print ads, through our website. Give me the... The, give me three examples of a badass duck call picture that you would think of off the top of your head right now. And I'm thinking some some harsh light, early morning light in the face of a guy who's you know hiding under the brim of his hatch watching a flock come across and trying to call to him. Um, I, I think what you're trying to sell, since you're trying to do more than just sell a particular call, is to, to get some sort of mood in there, some sort of feeling for the picture. Because, I mean, a, a call is... is you know, it's three inches of material and, you know, round. And it's like a lot of other calls. The sound is what makes the difference in something that you can't do in a picture. But I can give you the feeling in a picture that you want to be in that duck blind or you want to be using that call. You're telling me that, that you, you guarantee that you can? Yeah. Why? Because you're a duck hunter? Yeah, I duck hunt. So where do you separate yourself? How do I know to, why would I hire you? If I haven't seen your work, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just going out and I'm pricing guys out. You're going to tell me, hey, I'm a duck hunter. And I understand the feel and the mood that you're going for. And I like what you just said. You're not just going to take a picture of a duck call because most people can do that. You're going to set the mood of drawing that consumer in, of letting them live vicariously through that photo and that advert. Ad, you're, ad, you're trying to ad. sell the lifestyle of it and, and the, the, the drama of the moment, the culture, and the, and the mood. I mean, you... You know what it's like as well as anybody when that, that first light starts coming up and you see them ducks on the distance coming your way and, you know, maybe they flare a little bit and you're trying to call to them and just coax them in a little bit closer. And, I mean, there's a feeling. You're, you feel it over your entire body and, and that, that trying to get them in there and you know you're going to be bringing up that gun any second now to shoot. And that's the feeling you're trying to get across, I think, in the, in the picture you're looking for. That's cool as shit. So, hey, JP. <laughs> JP, have you ever met Bill Conway? JP runs sales for Benelli. Um, you guys, hey, need, you guys need to hire Bill for some photo shoots. He's a badass. Hey, I'm being for real. He's a badass. So I want you to take his card and I want you to call him tomorrow and I want you to hire him for next week. <laughs> Here's JP, a card. J, JP, I get 18% commission on every shot that Bill takes. I'm just kidding. I re hey, really look into his work. as badass. Benelli needs it. Benelli. <laughs> Benelli, you've ever heard of them? Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of? They make 22s or something, don't yeah, they? Yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, they do have a new rifle out. They but do, yeah, I've J got one. JP's the man. Um, so, are you exclusive with the companies and the brands that you named, or can I hire you to come do a photo shoot for my kid's bar mitzvah, for my new duck call company? Are you open to anything? Or I'm not saying Bill Conway will whore himself out for any photo shoot. <laughs> But are you available, or are you just so slammed now that you're not available? No, I, I mean, I've got time. I'm working as much as I want to be working. Um, I mean, certain projects. Bill, you love to fish too much, huh? I, I like fishing. So you're not going to, you're not working as, you're working as much as you want to, but you could yeah. be working more. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> but I mean, you know, the right job comes along and, and you take it. So like if I was to call you, and I know that you know me a little bit, and we talk, we text, we're buddies, would you come do a photo shoot for me if I said, Bill, I'd really like you to come out and shoot a mock duck hunt with, for these new duck calls? Yeah, absolutely. You would? And, yeah. And what time of the year is this going to take place? Uh, do you want to be in an actual hunt scenario? Because I've been on so many rider hunts and outdoor rider hunts and media hunts to where they want the shot, but I want the shot, and I'm calling ducks, and that's the perfect shot for you. Yeah. How do you do it? How yeah, do you... I don't want to deal with TV cameras or video cameras. Okay, let's cameras. say that there's no TV going on. Let's say it's just a hunt. Do you want to deal with that, or do you want a mock hunt? I'd rather do a mock hunt. Okay. Um, I mean, if we can sell your product without dead ducks... I mean, we can we can dedicate more time to shooting pictures rather than waiting for ducks. So, how does a day go? Is it eight hour day of Bill just being a Nazi and he's like, get in this pose and da 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 da? No, I'm, does, I'm pretty easy go? going. I'm pretty laid back. You I seem mean, laid back. Are you a hippie, Bill? Yeah. Are you? Maybe. You grow up. In, are you a Grateful Dead fan? A little bit. What's the best song ever? Touch of Grey. Touch of Grey is a good one. Yeah. Is it their only good song, or is run, what, the devil, the friend of the devil, is a friend of mine? I mean, talk to me. What's what's the best Jerry Garcia song there ever was? Oh. I, I'm not that big of a fan to be able to... Who do you like? Who are you a big fan of? Um, Aerosmith and Zeppelin. Oh, um, I like both of those. Um, do you like Guns N' Roses? I yeah, ask everybody I, I like some Guns N' Roses. Just some? Yeah, I mean, you turn it up in the car. And... I'm going to the see them on August 3rd in San Francisco. Are you? Or sometime in August. I'm so excited. I've seen them like 10 times in the last two years. I'm, a, a I'm pretty much a groupie, Bill. I, I like music. Is a guy allowed to be the groupie of Guns N' Roses? Yeah. They probably wouldn't want that. Uh, be kind of weird. I don't know if I'd shout it. So, do you, so if if you if you're laid back and you're not a Nazi, do you just let the day take place of like, hey, well, this is this is our this is what we're attacking right now. I, I, every day is different. I mean, there's no. I'm not going to come in with a sheet of paper going at you know 7:03 we're doing this and at 8:15 we're going to be doing this. We're just going to let it roll. We're going to see where it goes. I, I guarantee you, as much as I've duck hunted, you've duck hunted more. You're going to have more ideas than I am, and you're going to be able to bring the authenticity that I might be missing in something. Um, we're just going to work from idea to idea. And some ideas might get shot, and, and we'll see them on the back of the camera and go, that's great, let's move on. Others might take a while. At some point, we'll probably get hungry, and uh, the sun gets a little high, and it's time to, to, to call it a day and come back later in the evening when we get some better light. So what does a customer get out of a, is a photo shoot, a, what's an average, two days, one day? A couple of days usually. A couple of days. And what, is a, what, what can a customer expect to get from Bill Conway Enterprises from that photo shoot? Is it going to be, do you guarantee him 30 usable shots or how do you do it? I don't guarantee anything. I mean, I, I, you'll get the best pictures we got that day. And it, it depends, you know, certain clients expect, you know, two outstanding pictures on a day. And if they get that, they're satisfied. Others want 75. When you say pictures, are they post-produced in, in, yeah. in what you do? You give them the finished product. Yes. And, and how long is that deliverable? How long does it take to get that deliverable? Usually I'm within a week, two weeks. Really? Yeah. So you go back to your studio and you literally nerd out inside this studio of, of does it take you a while to where you're like, no, that's not it. Let me add a little more light. Let me add a little. What, yeah, what? I mean, my, my post work is, is pretty minimal. I mean, I have a couple of macros that I've written into some photo programs, and I'll run those on there and kind of tweak. Explain that real quick. Um, macro something that'll 
you can you can record steps. You can do 15 things to an image and record them, and then you can push one button and it'll do those 15 things to the next photo automatically. Oh, that's okay. the exact same thing. So you can you can batch work like that. You can do you know 1,500 images at once if that's what you wanted to do. Um, but it, it just gives you a starting point. You know, everybody, every photographer has a look or a feel of their work. You, you can identify somebody's work when you see it hung on a wall or in a magazine. You go, I think that's so-and-so's work. And, and it comes from that basic starting point. Three outdoor photographers that you respect and like their work go. Uh, John Hafner, Tom Rashashin. Are you being serious or are you messing with me? Oh, God, I love Tom. For real? Yeah. Isn't his work awesome? Oh, when I grow up, I want to be him. <laughs> True. You guys have so much in common. The hair, the laid-back attitude, <laughs> just the whole outlook on life. Like, I, you're non-confrontational. You don't give a shit what happens, happens. Yeah. Like, I, I look at Tom, and if anybody messed with Tom, I would I would do my best to lay him out, and I'm a terrible fighter, but I would go to war for that guy. And he's just, like, so talented, like mad talent. and yeah. so unassuming, right? Yeah. I, he's a, you know he's as hardcore as they come shooting the waterfowl stuff that I see and every day. And he's never been on a duck hunt. And now he's uh, <laughs> and now he's shooting skiing, isn't it? He's never been duck hunting. Really? He's not a duck hunter. So he's never he's shot never a duck. had a, he's never owned a gun or, or he owns a gun, but he's never had a hunting license. Get him a license. I would love him to, but he's a skier. He's a ski bum. That dude is a. I don't know if you know this about Tom, but he's a world class skier. Is that right? Yeah, full ride, college scholarship. His wife was an Olympic alternate and a full-ride downhill slalom badass. Damn. I don't know if you've ever met Christy Rajasheen, but she is the most sweetest, unassuming person. You look at her and you're like, you did this? And, like, she knows all of our Olympic – she skied with all of our Olympians. She was an alternate, and she is, like, the badass of the family on skis. That's incredible. She rips. Yeah, no, I've never met Tom either. I mean, In person? Nah, never met him. What? Okay, so here's what we got to do. Do you ever work with another photographer on the same shoot and, and honor each other? Can that happen? Yeah, I mean, it, it's – it depends on what we're shooting. Um, I mean, so could it happen? A two a two photographer dealer? Would you rather it not? But um, if it's Tom, I'm just saying with Tom. Yeah, I mean if it's Tom, I wouldn't care. I mean I, I, I don't think Tom and I are competing for anything. No, I mean you're gonna get so. paid. Tom's getting paid. He's a yeah. full time employee. You're gonna get paid by us. I mean, obviously, and your wife's here to 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 honor this and know that you've just said that I'm gonna get a huge discount off of the daily rate. You oh, said yeah. that, right? Yeah. You heard him. She's like, hell no, I'm going to Fifth Avenue. I'm going to Fifth, Saks on Fifth Avenue or whatever the stores we'll, are We'll called. knock four grand off a day. <laughs> Pretty good number to start at. <laughs> four grand off a day? Holy jeez. These these photos are going to be legit then, huh? God, I hope so. Um, yes or no, can we do this with Tom? Because I'm going to start planning it right now. Yeah. And, because if it's a mock duck hunt, I could fly you out. And, and I'm just theoretically speaking here until I get this proposal that your wife's probably going to make sure that you type up a little bit more now after my attitude. You fly out in March. The marsh still looks ducky. The duck camp still look ducky. Nothing's turning for spring yet. I got the boats. I got the decoys. I got the dogs. I got everything that we need to make it look like a duck hunt. Right. Is this something that we could talk about? Yeah, absolutely. Are you open in March next month? I can let you know later today or There's tomorrow. There's no fish bite in March, man. <laughs> you can let me know later today. I'd like to do yeah. this. 
Yeah, I would like let's to see this. if we can do well, it. Well, I'm going to give you, this is me giving you an opportunity to shoot for us. So I'm going to need two free days and then we'll figure out, <laughs> <laughs> can you really shoot a duck call picture? God, I hope so. What? Give me some tech terms now. What is ISO? What um, is ISO? ISO is like the sensitivity of the um, the sensor or whatever's in the camera that records it. it. Used to be the film. It was the sensitivity of the film. You have to pay attention to the ISO to get a good picture. Yes and no. I mean, the, the ISO now that the cameras are so smart, the sensors are so good that you can you know where it used to be getting noisy or grainy at sixteen hundred ISO. Now you can push it to you know fifty six thousand ISO and still get a usable image. So what is besides hitting the power button? Take me through the rundown of what Bill Conway concentrates on without giving away any industry secrets. Yeah. What what do I look at besides, I mean, focus is huge. Yeah, I, obviously it's gotta be in focus. Um, turn the camera on. I, I'm deciding whether I'm, I'm shooting something that requires like stop action, a fast shutter. I mean, if it's a duck sailing across uh, decoys, or if we're looking at something that's more static where we can deal with depth of field and work with depth of field. But the, the cameras are typically incredibly smart, far smarter than me. I let the camera do its thing and figure out, you know, I'll tell it what I want, either aperture setting or, or shutter speed, and I let the camera figure out the rest. I concentrate on what goes in the viewfinder and where stuff is in the viewfinder and what's in focus and what's not, rather than trying to outthink the camera. You know, there's spots or there, there's situations that the camera can be fooled. And if you just know what those couple situations are and you can adjust for them or know them or recognize them and adjust for them, you're golden. So what's going to be the most important? Obviously, now we just talked about focus and getting the things that you want to shoot in focus and you adjust for the changes that could happen with light. What are you looking for, Bill, when you're going out? Like, if you look at the, do you look at the forecast as a photographer? Yeah, I mean, it's easier to make pictures, uh, you know, morning and evenings when, when you got more directional light rather than midday. Um, but like the all the effectiveness stuff we do for Realtree, we shoot try and shoot as much as possible without any sunlight, either an overcast, heavy overcast. Um, Why? To, to minimize shadows. Can you go too far with the stormy effect and the, the, the dark effect and the, the gloomy effect? Because duck hunting, I don't know if, okay, I assume that, are we talking about duck hunting real tree stuff or are we talking about deer or anything? Uh, whatever you want. Because duck hunting, there, there's been a run of pictures over the last 10 years that were like, here comes the storm and we're waiting on the black cloud and the darker the better. And man, I want blue skies and sunshine when I'm hunting ducks. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, like the uh, the effect in the stuff for Realtree, typically the sky's not even in the image. So it's irrelevant if it's black clouds or gloomy or whatever, but it's the light on it's the, the light. subject. Oh, now I see what you're saying. Um, it has nothing to do with the sky. But, you know, it, it, 10 years ago I used to be, um, a lot of my stuff was real dark pictures. I mean, it was all mostly shadows with a few highlights here and there. And, and it was just... You know, the style for the moment, I guess. I don't know. So if you look at Tom Rashashin's work, you owe me one more photographer, too, for the three. Um, what was number one? Hafner? Yeah, Hafner and then Rashashin. Uh, Buzz. Buzz has got some great great duck pictures getting shot over decoys. Is Lee Jost good? Lee Jost is great. Is he the best? I don't know. I mean... 
I don't think he's the best. I mean, he, he might be the best for certain clients. You go and look at Tom's work, and you've seen his body of work. You watch what he does. You see what he does for our hunting companies and our brands. Do you look at it and go, that's a lot like mine, or do you say, I'm on, I'm a way different. I'm not on a, I'm not better than Tom. Tom's not better than me, but I'm just talking about the different, the difference in the, in the styles. Yeah, I think we're different. I think we're substantially different. So does it help a brand like Realtree to have a couple different guys, a couple different Bill Conways that are different? I don't think so. I, I think you want some consistency in your advertising. I think you want that same look to carry from your still images and magazines and posters and stuff like this right across your, your live TV stuff. You want that same feeling, that same consistency, if it means using the same models, um, even shoot, you know, your, your stills with DSLR and, and shooting your video, you know, your commercials with DSLRs just to maintain the exact same light model angles and stuff like that. I think there's a lot to be said for that. So would I be making a bad decision as a business owner to bring you out to shoot with Tom when he's been doing my stuff for eight years? You'd have to ask Tom. No, I'm asking you. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I think you'd probably get different pictures. I mean, I'm not going to watch Tom shoot and jump behind him and shoot over his shoulder to make sure I get, you know, that picture. We're going to be shooting totally different. Um, it's up to you and how you want to present your product. So... I want, I want my product to be presented in the best way, in the best light, in the best way that, um, that's going to grab that emotional, those heartstrings of a potential consumer and say, man, I've heard the calls, they sound good, but look at this. This makes me feel like I'm part of the hunt kind of deal. Tom, can, Tom does that very well. If I have him on staff, I'm still feeling like, man, it'd be cool to have a Bill Conway out there to supplement that and not just be a... a you know, a part of what we're doing, but be the main, you know, one of the main guys that's taking these pictures and helping line up a photo shoot. Tom, I don't even know if that happens in the, in the industry where there's two photographers out there. Yeah, you know, Realtree is obviously my biggest client, and I shoot the majority of their effectiveness stuff. But they have other people that shoot lifestyle. They have other people that shoot fishing. I mean, they use various photographers. They shoot. There, there's a, a photographer too that'll shoot effectiveness for them. Not a lot, but some. And um, it's it's used in different different ways and they're okay with that so do you i'm i'm asking you as a business owner and a, a businessman and a photographer is it a good idea for me to bring you and tom on a a mock hunt and get and maximize a two-day period and then go man these are all great and we can use them in all kinds of different opportunities and platforms is that a good idea or do photographers get so competitive to where you guys are going to end up pissing each other off and there's going to be a fist fight in the marsh man I, I, between tom and i yeah he would he's, probably he not. knows karate yeah i i don't <laughs> so i'll probably behave <laughs> but there there's there's not going to be is there an ego deal that goes into this to where you got to be the guy no you know i i think tom and i both and and again i've never met tom i just know his pictures but I, I think both in the back of our minds, we're both wanting to come up with the shot of the day. So could you guys collaborate and come up with the shot of the day together? I'm not sure I know what that 
what that means. Like, are you guys going to sit there and be like, all right, this is the way that I see it. You shoot it from this angle, I'm going to shoot it from this angle, and one of those is going to work out to be the shot that we're trying to get of this pose that they're in with the call. Do you guys work together and collaborate, or do you just do your own thing throughout the day? I'm not sure. I mean, I've not done it before. So, so. then help me lay it out, because I think that we should do it. I think it could be kind of cool. I mean, I, I would start out the way I would even just start the day is is – come up with a scenario you're in the blind you know the ducks are coming in one of us will sit in the blind with you one of us gets out in the water and shoots with a long lens so we get two different angles two different lens two different focal lengths and compressions with the and same light at the same time yeah, now yeah you're, why ooh, not? that's kind of cool and that's the, why you do it right there because the light's going to change by the time you go and change your lens and then get your waders on and walk out in the water right you're you can't use those pictures together because the sky's changing right and, and yeah, I mean that's true. But then you know, at some point you switch. You know, you let the other guy go out with the long lens, and the, the, the guy that was out there gets in the blind and shoots some wide angle stuff. So, so, you, so two days, you cover your airfare. I give you 150 bucks a day. We're good. Do I have to split that with Tom? <laughs> I think it's very intriguing to be able to. The way that I look at it is that when I open up a wildfowl or I open up Ducks Unlimited or I open up California Waterfowl Magazine or I see, you know, an Instagram picture that one of our partners shared and I go to Tom and I'm like, look at this. I take a lot of pride in that. I'm like, I get giddy. I'm just like, I have, if you go to my house right now, I'm getting ready to frame a bunch of what I'm talking about. These two page, two page spreads, these one page ads, all the stuff that we did in 2019, I'm getting ready to go to frame for the studio. And I sit there, Bill, and I look over it, and I'm just, like, so proud that we employ this guy that comes with this body of work that uh, these ads look this good, right? So I can't imagine being in your, your shoes of going on Realtree.com or opening a magazine and seeing that shot or going on to social media and seeing them using your stuff. It's got to be, like, a badass feeling of validation of, like, this is why... I'm a photographer because now I have my feel into all of this stuff that America's seeing for one of the, you know, some of the top hunting brands and outdoor brands in the world. Yeah, no, it is a good feeling. Sometimes you have to, uh, to sort of write yourself and, and get over the business aspects of it and appreciate, you know, like you say, how many people are seeing that picture, you know, opening that magazine and going, holy cow, do I wish I was there. And, uh, you know, it's your picture. How do you get that job with Realtree? Do you, do, you, do you have to give a proposal or do they see your work and you get recommended word of mouth? I think it's probably word of mouth. I mean, I, I started out shooting some lifestyle stuff for them. I started out as a, actually a moderator on their website in their, their chat room or whatever they call it. And it just progressed over the years. And um, they needed somebody to replace Brad Herndon, the previous photographer who was doing the effectiveness. And, Gave me the opportunity to do it and struggled. And it was like an epiphany at some point where I could just see things and shot pictures and it was what they were looking for. So just kind of grown on that and progressed from that. And it's just, it's guaranteed that you're going to have that, that going on for... I hope so. You under a long-term contract with Realtree? Yeah, we have no contract. Really? Yeah. They just call you and tell you when to go? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do a lot of stuff for them, so I, I, I do multiple. I'm a, I'm a photo editor for their website, for their editorial department, and I do their effectiveness photography, and I do some lifestyle stuff, and I do some fishing stuff. So 
I mean, I'm in some sort of zone where it's not really truly freelance and it's not staff. It's just uh, some some other zone in between there, you know. And so and I, I respect I, on my end, I respect their their business enough that I don't shoot products that are Mossy Oak affiliated or Sitka affiliated. Um, I don't use models that I use for Realtree for a different camo. Um, so that, that that's my return. That's strong. And do you you shoot for those other companies? I, I no, not for Mossy Oak. So you're not exclusive. I mean, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not necessarily exclusive now. I mean, like Bandit is a perfect example. Bandit and Realtree have a, a, a great great business together. But Bandit also makes products that aren't Realtree. So when Josh needs something shot, you know, a pair of waders in Mossy Oak or whatever, I do it, but I don't use one of my models that you've seen in a yeah, Realtree. Yeah, and that's awesome because you don't want people, you know, associating that. Like, hey, it's just... Yeah, you don't want to open one, one magazine and go, hey, look, here's this guy in, in you know, Realtree waders, and now this magazine, he's in Mossy Oak waders. Looks fake. Yeah. You, I you, mean... You, you, it happened on the same day. Took this off, put yeah. this on, and... Yeah, that, that's crazy. just bad news. How many you know? covers do you have? Do you have any covers, Bill? I've got a few. Not many. Are they framed? No. You don't make your wife walk through the hallways and look at all your work like, baby, this was 1983. I was shooting a Juice Newton video. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there's, we've got one or two framed pictures maybe of stuff I've shot. Why? Uh, I, I think the, the only one, I don't even know if we have it framed. I, I was uh, shooting a Bears game, a Chicago Bears game, back when they really sucked. And it was myself and a TV guy had wandered to the other end zone while the Bears were stuck on their own one-yard line. Somehow or another, they threw a pass. The guy runs it in for a touchdown. He and I and whoever the receiver was at the time were the only ones in the end zone. So the picture on the front of the USA Today the next day was me and the TV guy and, and the, uh, the the Bears player. And um, I, I think that one's framed somewhere. Where do y'all live? You're right outside of Chicago is at least... Northwest Indiana. Northwest Indiana. So that's, that's not right outside of Chicago, is it? We're 25, 30 miles out of downtown. That's it, huh? Yeah. You know where Lake Michigan is? We're 15 oh, yeah. miles south of Lake Michigan. I love fishing for walleye on Lake Michigan. Yeah. I've done it. You know Fred Zink? I've yeah. been up there at Port Clinton and, and fished out of that area, too, also. And what is that, Lake Erie? Lake Erie. That'd be Lake Erie, too. Yeah. But yeah, I love Chicago. I love Wrigley. Yeah. I love the food. The best part about Chicago is the architecture. Yeah. Chicago's, awesome architecture. It's a beautiful city. Bill yep. Conway, congratulations on the success. I'm serious about this deal in March. <laughs> I'm being for real. Let's talk. You and me and your wife already worked it out. She manages your stuff. She said. Yeah. She gave it to me for 175 for two days. Excellent. Can we talk about it though? Yeah, let's talk about it. Do you have anything for me? Any parting words? Like, say cheese. I mean, is that the name of your company? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> any parting words, Bill Conway? Um, no, I'm good. <laughs> let's make some pictures. I'm serious. Like, I yeah. want to. I I wanted to have you on here because a lot of people look at what we do and they're like, what. Well, those photo shoots mean everything to an outdoor company. I mean, it's a lot of work, and I've managed them. I've set them up, the logistics of it, and it is a lot of work. And to get it done the right way and to maximize a day, you got to be on your A game. you got to capitalize on it. I get lucky a lot is what I say. You know, you just fall well, into Well, you create your own luck, Bill. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I think you do. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for Bill having Conway, me. Bill Conway, we're going to work out a deal. You're going to see some of his photography for the foul life and jargon coming up. I will let you guys know the odds on the Tom Rashashin-Bill Conway boxing match when they 
piss each other off in the marsh when they're fighting over the best shot of the day. Marsh Thank madness. You. Marsh madness. See that right there? <laughs> Ring the bell. Time to go to school. What did, I remember when Dolph Lundgren, what was his name? Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, but ding, what was his ding. name? What was Dolph Lundgren's name in Rocky IV? Yvonne Drago. And he's fighting Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, and says, Apollo Creed goes, ring the bell. And then he goes, if he dies, he dies. Do you remember that, Ben? You're not even a Rocky fan. <laughs> Don't make me start singing Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> Rising up, back on my feet. Take it, Bill. Took my I'm time, out. took my chances. <laughs> Went the distance now. Come on, Bill, take uh, it. I got nothing. It's the eye of the tiger this has been another episode of this life ain't for everybody podcast thank you all for joining mr bill conway and myself look for his photography coming up look at it right now on real tree bandit it's soon to be foul life and jargon game calls brand new episodes episodes of the foul life tv airing right now exclusively on the outdoor channel check out all of our new game calls the new chit chat the icebreaker the small talk and the loud mouth at jargongamecalls.com and thank you so much for the growth of the Foul Life podcast and our sister podcast, This Life Ain't For Everybody, which you're listening to right now. Please go on and leave a rating and review and tell all of your friends and family to subscribe to it. We got a lot of good guests coming on. Tom, hit that button. This is Leith Lofton. What you going to do when the money's all gone? Peace. Life on earth won't last that long. What you going to do when the money's all gone? Say life on earth won't last that long What you gonna do when the money's all gone?